0: Another picture show podcast. Yay! <laughs> Typically, this podcast is we watch movies that I've never seen. Olivia introduces it to me. We watch it, come back, and review it. And I usually just let Olivia tell me all of the themes and I go, oh! The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this week, however, we're switching it up and I am introducing a film that Olivia's never seen and we're going to watch that. I'm a little nervous. It's called Two Girls, One Cup. No, I'm kidding. Um, Oh, yikes. (laughs) It's a very short film, but it'll be a very long discussion. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, the movie we are watching this week is Never Been Kissed. Oh. Yeah, Stuff that one in there.
1: Drew Barrymore, right? Drew Barrymore. um, I don't know anybody else who's in that.
0: Oh, nuts. Hold on. David Arquette is in it. Okay. Don't know anybody else. Like they're they're actors that you've seen in a lot of 90s movies.
1: Okay. But like side characters?
0: Yeah, but you okay. don't remember their names. Like they'll pop up in like clueless or whatever, and you're like, oh <laughs> <laughs> I know them from somewhere. Yeah. So. But Drew Barrymore, it's I don't even want to tell you anything about it, mostly because.
1: I know a little bit. I have I've never seen it. I've I I really don't know how things work out. I know that she's like a journalist or something, yes, right? She and she acts like a teenager, and that's all I know.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she sure does. Okay. Um I love Drew Barrymore. I truly do. I do too. The elements of the movie. Yeah, you're going to be like What the fuck? (laughs) All right. Because that's what happened to me when I first watched it a couple months ago. I was just bored on Disney Plus and I was like, oh, Drew Barrymore, love her, click. Life was changed. All right. So without further ado, we are going to unbuckle our PC seatbelts and dive (laughs) right in (laughs) to Disney Channel original movie, Never Been Kissed, peep me doing the little Disney Channel Like, finger. (laughs) The mouse ears. Yeah, Yeah. mouse ears. I can't wait. Go. All right, we're back. Hello. We watched never been kissed we did watch never been kissed we made it through cheers
1: Alrighty. well yeah, um i'm kind of mad at you right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is this why movie? why would you ever be upset that you watched this this 90s classic is it a 90s classic yeah it's like 1999 i was Looking, so I was looking up the stats, and I'll tell you the stats in a second. But I've noticed that we we've, we've been on a '90s trend. Mm-hmm. We did Fight Club, then we did um, uh, Sunshine of the Spotless Oh, the Spot.
1: that was two thousand four, two thousand. Oh, was it?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I was getting. If it had a '90s feel to it, I guess that's why yeah. Early two it thousands, It's close to. like, I guess like a still like vintage, more vintagey feel, like late '90s, early two thousands, vintage to my childhood feel. Yeah. So, we were on that nostalgic trend. That's what I'll call it. We were on a nostalgic <laughs> trend for a hot minute with these movies. So,
1: so um, why did you make me watch
0: this? So, I think it's because it is so frustrating, <laughs> and no one I knew had seen this movie. So I kind of had to like drag somebody into my camp of misery when it comes to <laughs> um, never been kissed. But. Before we get into, like, the movie itself, I want to know, like, what's your overall opinion of, like, the genre, like, romantic comedy? Um, you, maybe as a person, you can say it, like, as you as, like, a consumer or you as a film, you know, aficionado. I,
1: I don't have a problem, like, overall with the romantic comedy genre. I feel like there are plenty of them that I, you know, really like or... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, comfort food. It's just, you know, I don't really get much out of it, but it's enjoyable and makes you feel nice. (laughs) And then sometimes (laughs) you you come across ones like these (laughs) where you just feel like shit the whole time and come out very angry on the other side. So, um, you know, overall, I think romantic comedies, there's a place for them and I enjoy them from time to time, but.
0: This one, not so much. So, I want to say that I made a huge um, false claim when we did our intro. Mm-hmm. I said that this is a Disney Channel original movie. Uh, after rewatching it, it is not. One, say it was taken off of Disney Plus. And I was so confused the other night, because the first time I watched it was on Disney Plus. But when I looked it up, it's a, it's a Fox film. So, it's not a Disney film. Okay. <clears throat> but for some reason, it was on Disney Plus. For a hot minute. I don't know why. Um, but Never Been Kissed is a 1999 film. Uh, it was directed by Raja Gosnell and it stars Drew Barrymore, David Arquette, uh, Michael Vartan, and then also has John C. Riley and um, I forgot. I didn't write down her name. Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. I was like, her, her name's Shannon. It is the IMDb a description says a young reporter goes undercover as a high school student. Literally, that's all it says. And you would think, hmm, interesting premise. And then you watch it, and you're just like, what the fuck? It has a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, excuse me, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, which... That's too high. I, what's, I, the, what's
1: the audience score, do you know?
0: I think the audience score was around the same. Okay. It right. was like, I think it was like a little bit higher, actually. I think it was like a 58 or a 60%. I mean, I can see how this movie
1: could have been maybe at the time, seen as, like, a cute little, cute little movie, but it has not aged well at all. No. And, you know, I, I'm afraid that it, this might have been one of those movies that I was like, yeah, it's got a soft spot in my heart if I'd seen it, like, yep. w- when I was growing up, but watching it now as a 25-year-old woman, um,
0: yeah. It's kind of, like, Clueless, like, it's way more scandalous than Clueless, but it, <laughs> it reminds me of Clueless, where she, like, falls in love with, like, her ex-stepbrother, and you're like, yeah. while that's legal, it's still weird. Like, this movie's like that. Yeah. Well, technically, everything that went down, Is save for really the gray cool. area with, like, David yeah. Arquette and that one 16-year-old girl, like, all of it was, like, technically above water, but we're, we're skimming the surface here. Like, we're really, yeah. it our toes dip in a couple times with the, the shady stuff but it's funny you say that this movie hasn't aged well because i was very curious because the the student teacher like possible you know scandal is so apparent mm-hmm. and just so awkward that i had to look up a couple movie reviews from 1999 when it came out just to see if like anyone <laughs> mentioned it yeah <laughs> and i pil- i found two from from 1999 <laughs> it's variety magazine and then the new york times so two very different publications Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i just pulled a couple of quotes that from variety and from new york times which i thought fucking cracked me up so the very first line of the variety uh magazine review says quote a likable romantic comedy with an engaging premise and strong cast end quote first of all fucking disagree we watched two very different movies we 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 really did (laughs) And so did the writer for the Variety film review and the writer for the New York Times review. And I'll get to the New York Times in a second. But Variety continues Never Been Kissed feels like a vintage John Hughes film with traces of 16 candles evident throughout. That's an insult to John Hughes, I feel. Well, y-
1: yes and no. Like, John Hughes has his problematic elements in his films too. But this one, I think, was just grotesque.
0: I just think John Hughes films, yeah, while they're problematic, they definitely, like, stand up way more than this film does. Yeah, If I was John Hughes, I'd be like, hey. (laughs) They at (laughs)
1: least foster that, like, feeling of sentiment, like, feeling of sentimentality and feeling of, like, um, endearment when you're watching Mm -hmm. those movies. Like, you kind of are able to forgive certain things because of the tone that he's able to establish. That's not established here. No. Like, the entire movie just feels so cringy. Um, like, I don't care about any of the characters. Like, she's not endearing at all. She's just gross. I know that's the point, but, like, I don't know. I'm, I don't personally enjoy the trope of the, like, nerd,
0: um, we are going to talk about that because I picked up on the exact same thing.
1: Yeah. Just like the nerd getting everything she wants or like the nerd just being the protagonist simply because she was bullied in high school. But like, it's like, mm, just because you were bullied in high school doesn't mean that you're like a good person now. And like, yeah,
0: yeah. He's just, uh, I don't know. Wasn't I, oh, I, I totally picked up on that as well. Um, last quote from Variety says, there are some cheap and easy laughs in Kissed, specifically gags involving a hidden camera that catches derriere shots of teenage girls. And that was like towards the end. I mean, it was, they were both very short reviews, but I was just like, I love that you think that that's endearing Variety magazine, circa 1999, um, because I think that's weird yeah So New York Times has almost a completely opposite take New York Times says the first line says, "What does it say about never been kissed the latest and dumbest in the deluge of high school comedies from Hollywood that the most despised nerd of the senior class is better looking than the actual prom queen or any of her attendants and he's talking about um Atlas? is that her name the uh, the, the baby uh, Helen hunt <laughs> <laughs> uh yes. <laughs> Then he goes on, he says, the movie is so nervous about the possibility of promoting student-teacher sexual relations that it makes sure we know that Josie, at 25, has never been kissed. Does it,
1: though? I feel like, I feel like they kind, kind of, like, confused by this concept, because at the beginning, she's like, oh, no, I've been kissed. Just not, like, by my husband. It's like, wait, yeah. <laughs> not by my true love. <laughs> i like, wait, wait, so we're just, the whole the whole premise of the movie is, is, like, debunked then. Like, I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be like she was lying, because they never really circled back around to that. And I think the the title was very misleading. My very first real wink-wink kiss. It's
0: like, wait, so you have been kissed, but... (laughs) Rewind. Yeah, she's like, oh no, I've kissed guys. But that part of me, part of me was like, okay, she's probably has kissed guys, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, somebody be like, oh, no, 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 I fuck. Yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was the vibe I got from it, where it's like, somebody who's like a virgin's like, oh, no, no, I've totally done it. Yeah, like, you want to hear my craziest sex story? And then they tell something like completely anatomically impossible.
1: I don't know, because like, it doesn't really come up ever again until the very end. You know, like the fact that she hasn't been kissed. Like there have there weren't any moments where like she was like almost gonna get kissed and she had mm-hmm. to like turn it down because it wasn't the right guy or like mm-hmm. you know it it just wasn't a thing throughout the entire movie. Um, yeah. And it just the only scenes that it came up was, oh no no I have been kissed. Uh, and then the end when she's like, I'm gonna have my first real kiss.
0: It's like, oh I'm confused. <laughs> I will say the end I did not like her article like if that was the whole thing like her like her voiceover at the end I was like that's not really good writing I'm like that's not a a front cover that's that's sort of like a something to bring out
1: thousands of people to a stadium to like see how it turns out
0: Yeah, if you chop off that last bit, the rest of the article is something that you read, like, on a Snapchat story of, like, Cosmopolitan (laughs) at, like, one in the morning. (laughs) When you just cannot sleep, your anxiety is through the roof, and then this 25-year-old woman's like, let me tell you about how I was never kissed, and I almost seduced a teacher who thought I was 17. I'd be like, oh! I'm interested. But then at the end, she's like, come to the baseball stadium and let me show you how I'm going to make this relationship a reality. Mm. So why do you think, like, student teacher, that student teacher forbidden romance trope exists? Because Never Been Kissed, while it skirts the line, it's definitely not the first program to ever do that. Like, there's been mm-hmm. books about it. Uh Pretty Little Liars is probably the most prominent example where um in you know modern television history where one girl has like this really long ass affair with like a high school teacher and she's supposed to be like 16 Mm -hmm. and then friends I think Ross has an affair with like one of his students even though he's a college lecturer that's still weird yeah and then like Dawson's Creek has another example um and then also um oh man I lost the other movie there was another movie where it was a uh oh like um the graduate like mrs Robinson she's not a teacher, but she's like an older woman preying on students mm-hmm. still so i'm like I'm curious like why does that trope exist like why does that keep coming up i mean I st- think
1: it's a it's like a power dynamic thing um mm-hmm. you know uh there's power levels going on, the boss versus the employee, the teacher versus the student i mean there's like whole porn categories for all of these things for a reason (laughs) damn straight (laughs) i think it's just people are attracted to the things that are out of reach Mm -hmm. um or unattainable so for the students it's like oh an authority figure that they find attractive that it's like taboo if they get with them because they have an authority over them and for the teachers, it's, like, I have the power in the situation, which can be, you know, attractive in in some instances, but, I mean, you know, sex in general can often be just construed as, like, power dynamics at play, so I think that's, that's kind of the main thing playing into it, it's, like, the intrigue there. Um, I guess my problem with it, I'm not condoning it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh, no, <laughs> I'm not saying you are I'm, think- I'm thinking like like you're making obviously like the logic makes sense like some people are just turned on by like power imbalance like mm-hmm. some you know grown adult consenting human beings are you know can be turned on by the thought of like sleeping with their boss or like yeah. you know having an affair with you know somebody in in power that sort of thing but I guess I just don't understand why it's and I don't know if you can explain this but I'm just talking you know <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm talking out my, my thoughts. (laughs) Is that what speaking is? Um, (laughs) um, I guess I'm just like speaking um, on the fact that like, I feel like it's constantly pushed on like high school versus like high school students Mm -hmm. having an affair with a teacher, like 15, 16, 17 year olds hooking up with their like questionably young teachers. Like he was probably like, I'm gonna assume he was like 30 in the yeah. movie. Still I mean, that's I, a that's an easy thirteen to fifteen year age gap if she really was a high school student and he was like gaslighting the fuck out of her when he realized that she was of age. Yeah, I mean we can I wanna save that for
1: for later because that's okay. like a whole whole thing. But I think I
0: want to hear your rant.
1: Yeah. Um I think. Like I said, it's, like, the power dynamic thing. I don't know specifically why it's so prevalent in, like, high school um, content. Mm -hmm. I know, I'm assuming maybe it's, like, a lot of the people who work on writing these things either have had, not that they've had affairs with teachers, but, like, they fantasized about some of their teachers in either high school or college, and, like, they're applying that to the stories that they write. Um, or they just think, hey, that's, like, sexy and taboo. Like, people will be into that. I don't really know. I don't, I don't know why it's, like, more, I don't know if it's more popular in the high school genre versus college genre,
0: but. I guess you just see more shows about high school. Yeah. You know, like, um, Degrassi, fucking 90210, like, all those shows, and they all have, like, really stupid, you know views on what high school like what high school students are actually getting up to like Mm -hmm. Riverdale you know like they have like baby strippers in Riverdale like shit like that it's just weird
1: yeah I think my problem with this movie in particular though dealing with that trope is I feel like it's been done in other shows where it's mostly the student kind of coming at the teacher because they're Mm -hmm. younger and inexperienced and are lusting after something that they can't have and kind of seducing the person in, the person above them into the situation which is not, you know, a better scenario. <laughs> but in this movie it's like up front he's like, "Oh, are you sure you're 17?" like the first thing out of her mouth in his class. He asks her a question and she answers correctly and instead of being like, "Oh, nice job, Josie. You answered the question correctly," He's like, oh, are you sure you're 17? And it's like, like he has- him constantly flirting with her throughout the entire thing. And then at the end, when it's revealed that she's 25, he gets so pissed and blames <laughs> her, saying that everything that was everything she said was a lie. And like, he wants nothing to do with her now. And like, he can't see her the same way. And I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, you should not be this upset. Like, you should be fucking grateful (laughs) that she is not 17. I'm so mad. It's like, they try to play it off like, oh no, he's mad at her. They're not going to end up together. It's like, you don't want somebody like that to be the romantic lead in a romantic comedy. First of all, there was nothing comical about this movie, but Like, you don't feel any chemistry between them because it's just so uncomfortable the whole time. And then he gets mad at her, and it just makes me mad.
0: (laughs) Fucking tea. I'm fucking dehydrated. You just (laughs) flamed me so hard. I'm sorry. I I wasn't trying to kill you, Madeline. I'm just so mad. (laughs) Well, no, I agree. I I mean, I had... We were basically on the same wavelength for that scene. <laughs> because when he was like, <laughs> he was like, I should be happy that you're not like underage. And I was like, yes, you should be happy that you're not actually attracted to teenage girls, you fucking freak. And also back to like the first scene where he, where he was like, are you sure you're 17? I was like, you have one of the biggest nerds literally sitting next to Josie and she probably would have gotten that answer correct had Josie not, you know, said it so eloquently. And he's like so shook that a student actually knows Shakespeare and actually enjoys reading classic literature.
1: It's impossible for them to answer questions (laughs) correctly.
0: Uh. There's never been a teenage girl on earth who has been interested in English literature until now, apparently. (laughs)
1: And okay. even then he has to question whether to, or not
0: she's 17. Go to all liberal arts colleges. It's all men. <laughs> he just he just walks up to her. He's like, How old are you? <laughs> Seventeen. How long, How
1: long have long you have been, been 17?
0: 17? A while. <laughs> My birthday was in February. <laughs>
1: yeah, so the um, teacher um hated that. Hated that. They didn't do a good job of like building that relationship
0: i mean it was it was inappropriate the whole time there was never a moment where they had like a natural like appropriate student teacher interaction yeah like the ferris wheel scene where he's talking about his girlfriend i'm sorry like in college yeah sometimes my professors would be like oh my wife and you're just sitting there like ha!" like continue to distract yourself from teaching class for 40 more minutes and like, whatever, that's no big deal. But if you're one-on-one with an instructor and they start complaining about their relationship problems, that's a red flag. Especially if they are a professor of the opposite sex, who is presumably into the opposite sex. Red fucking flag. He was, about, big, to like,
1: pro- he red was flag. about to, like, propose his love for her, like, on the, like, dance floor. He was like, you're a beautiful prom queen, Josie. And
0: then I was like, Whoa! <laughs>
1: I have something to say. And then the dog dog food went flying and interrupted his confession. It's like, what were you gonna
0: do? What were you gonna say, my guy? Like, how are you gonna I feel like I really kinda wish he did say something. Like he was like, I think I'm getting feelings for you. Because maybe that would have been a wake-up call for Josie, like, oh, he deadass thinks I'm 17 and he's in love with the in love with me. Maybe writing a fucking report on this dude. Should be something I do because she was so hesitant because he's so cool and so nice. It never once occurred to her that he thinks he's in love with a 17 year old girl. Not once did it occur to Drew Barrymore, who was an executive producer.
1: Yeah, on I the saw film. that. I, I was
0: like, what, Drew? What do I'm you doing? do? <laughs> Why? Never once. And then even when she pulled fucking uh, David Arquette aside at the party and he was- she was like, hey, it's funny you asked this girl to the prom, but she's 16 and you're 23. And he was like, haha, yeah, she's 16 and a gymnast. I'm like, dude. Gross. You deserve to be in jail. Like, of all the people in this movie, the teacher and fucking David Arquette First of all, how- why- what is the school's policy on people just enrolling in their school?
1: (laughs) They just, they, they don't vet anything. They don't check like, Hey, that guy's actually like 26.
0: He definitely was like 30 when they filmed this. He was like, Hey, I just,
1: I enrolled too. It's like, what, how does, how does, how does this happen? I don't understand. Like the school's just like, you want to go to school here? Sure. I guess let's go. They probably got like no more records. funding
0: if they had more students or some shit like that. They're like, sure, enroll. Get your friends. Uh,
1: I want to talk about the, the like, so the teacher was bad. Yeah. The teacher's actions were bad. But the, like, her work, like her coworkers, her boss, like, forcing that as like the story she should be pursuing was like, why are we here? Like, okay, so. Originally, the plan was, hey, my, my son goes to high school, and I have no idea, like, what his deal is. Uh, I guess you go to high school, and, like, there's no fucking story there, but, like, I guess go hang out with high schoolers. And then they're like, sex sells. Like,
0: you need to have sex with all the students. And, like, <laughs> he's like, get into their inner circle and bone their leader. <laughs> like, this is
1: not ethical at all. One, for a workplace right? <laughs> He'd be making you do this. And then two, you're in a
0: high school with students, like with minors. Yeah. And he was all about like the workplace policies. And then the moment she like goes in, like amongst a sea of like, you know, adolescents, he was like, go fuck every single one of them <laughs> and report back. Wear a camera because free porn doesn't exist yet. And I'm done paying for pay-per-view. Like, they, they, John C. Riley's they, character irked me to no end. Yeah. And then, I don't know, and then he was like, oh, like, get the teacher, get the teacher. I'm like, dude, I feel like, I don't know, like, yes, Sam, like, the teacher's actions were wrong, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like, there was no reason to run that story, because there was no reason to, for her to be in the high school in the first place. No, grade. there was really, it would be one thing if the, if, you know, the edit, the you know, owner of the newspaper was like, hey, my son went to school and one of his friends OD'd or, you know, something terrible, like something that actually would warrant, like, further investigation, not, ah, my son choked on a peanut. Turns out he's allergic. I don't know my kids. Drew Barrymore, figure (laughs) it out. She's like, okay, (laughs) any journalist would fail in that sort of scenario. Like, what is she going to write about? Like, She's a 25-year-old woman. Like, she has the body of an adult woman. Yeah. She is going to go in there, and she's going to stand out, as even though she is, like, supposed to be, like, quirky and dorky and awkward. Like, I'm kind of glad she was 25 and Sam Coulson, or whatever the fuck his name was, was attracted to her. At least he wasn't actually attracted to, like, adolescent girls. But the fact that, again, the fact that she was still posing as a high school student does not excuse his actions. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just like weird. Like, there's no, like, there's a lot going on in high schools. So don't get me wrong. For example, my sister had my sister's school had like a crazy like child porn like scandal. Yeah, it was really weird. It was like uh, Instagram stories, like okay. like new like that. You know, like the co- uh, the colleges would have like PSU st- nudes. Yeah, the nudes sto- like Snapchat stories. Oh. Well, I guess that like trickled down to the uh, high schools in this area, and there was like this one kid who would accept, like, nude submissions from, you know, the girls in the high school, majority of which were underage, and upload them. And then he got busted by the cops. But it was a whole thing. Like, that's a scandal. Like, that's something to write about. Not, let me go into this high school and see if, you know, something sticks.
1: Yeah. Let me, let me force sex upon these students in order to get a story. Like, that's,
0: Ugh. None of the movie made any fucking sense. Like, even when Molly Shannon showed up to do, like, and she got caught doing the sex ed class, that wasn't necessary. It
1: wasn't funny. It was, like, it was just like, oh, no, the shenanigans because this is supposed to be a romantic comedy, so here's the comedy, I guess. But it was just, I don't know. Like, nothing made any sense. Nothing was cohesive. It was all just, like, raunchy for the sake of being raunchy. And Josie herself is, like, kind of sick. Like, she's fawning over these high school boys as if, like, they're actual men, like, giving her attention.
0: It's almost like she's emotionally stunted because of the trauma she faced in high school. Like, she never got past that phase of her life because, I don't know, she was just like oh, I wanted to
1: be mean to her and now you're like giving her
0: like so, so <laughs> I mean you can get you can come in from the other side and just absolutely spear tackle her I'm all for it my so so what I, I guess what I want to say is I do <laughs> besides like fawning over high school boys never actually did that um but I guess I kind of relate a little bit to Josie with like the bullying aspect mm-hmm. like I mean I think I've emotionally matured since high school like <laughs> you have known me a very long time yeah. let's hope that that's true but I kind of feel I kind of understand like going back to high school being in that position again I feel like now I would be okay with it like if I was Josie and I had to do an undercover story I would probably have a rip roar in time I would probably go full like Rosalind from Shakespeare and just absolutely pulled on my disguise and tear shit up and mm-hmm. I would have a great time. But I feel like somebody like Josie, who really let that bullying get to her and really like, and it was much more severe than any, from the movie, it was much more severe than anything I had experienced in high school. But she like, obviously really took all that shit to heart and she was such a big nerd that she just dove into her work and dove into her studies. And Never really matured. She's kind of like, she's kind of a female incel. They exist, guys. I keep. I think I've mentioned incels at least like.
1: <laughs> I guess this is the theme of this podcast. Is just like <laughs> incels and movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it too late to change the title? <laughs> All the social. I don't know media how much. Changing. I don't know how
1: much uh pull that would get, but. Mm. We'll see.
0: I feel like we'd get a lot of incels watching it just to make threats against our lives. True. Yeah. But anyway. But
1: yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that.
0: I just think she's so emotionally stunted that when, you know, she was getting, when she became popular and she was getting the attention, like, whatever she thought she deserved her first time around in high school, and she's getting it now, her quote-unquote second attempt at high school, I think that's why she kind of, like, was, like, fawning and falling into it and stuff like that, but... I mean, sometimes you just gotta fucking move on, girl. Like, yeah, bullying sucks and, like, bullying's hard. She obviously, like, went through it because <laughs> they are pouring, like, Sprite in her backpack. <laughs> um, but it'd be what it'd be. I don't know.
1: I'm not trying to undermine people who have been bullied and, you know, gone through stuff in high school. All, all, my problem is <clears throat> this trope in movies... It always tends to be, like, that is their only personality trait, Mm -hmm. and that is supposed to excuse all of their actions, even if they're doing, like, really shitty things. You're supposed to feel sorry for them, because at one point in their life, they were bullied. Mm -hmm. And it, like, really bothers me, because it's like, you could, you can be bullied, and then grow out of that situation, and, you
0: know, you still be a good person. I just don't understand why it has to be, why this story has to be about, a goofy, like, know-it-all who goes back to high school and somehow becomes, like, super popular, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I just don't understand, like, why it has to be that trope, like, why can't it just be, like, just a, just, like, a normal girl, like, a girl who went through, I guess maybe that's because it would create less intrigue, but it's, like, I don't know, I'm, like, the, the nerd... The nerd, goofy, like, know-it-all going back in time, quote-unquote, to, like, reinvent her high school days is, like, so pathetic, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean... And it's been done better elsewhere. Like, right. And anybody who wants to, like, relive high school to redeem themselves, like, clearly is still unhappy in their present-day life if they think that, like, their present would be solved by fixing the experiences they had in high school and she even says she's like oh like you know there's a such a big world beyond high school but at the same time like she fell into that trap like she got wrapped up in it Mm -hmm. and the only time she broke away from it was when she saw the same thing being happening like happening to that nerd girl that was a a parallel to what happened to her in her senior prom Mm -hmm. So, I just, I don't know. Also, the fact that she got this, like, big speech and, like, told off, like, baby Jessica Alba and, like, all those other girls and, you know, James Franco made, like, a weird, like, minuscule appearance. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. I was like, oh, hey, it was, okay. It was in the hallway for one second yeah. and that was it.
1: <laughs> he showed up a few times and I was like, this is, I guess, his first movie. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like you see movies like this and like I think there's a newer movie. Okay, so have you heard of Sarah Burgess something? It's like a Netflix oh, oh, movie.
0: Sarah Burgess is a loser or
1: something yeah, like that. Yeah, Sarah Burgess is a loser and Tall Girl. Both I've like, heard of Tall Girl. Um both of them have like pretty much the same kind of gist. Tall girl is oppressed because she's six foot um or six foot one or something. It's like Girl, that's not even that tall, but um, she's oppressed because of that, and therefore she has a pass to be a shitty person to everybody in the movie because it's it's a tough life to be tall, um, and we're supposed as the movie is trying to tell us, like she you know feel bad for her because she has this tough life and that it, like tries to give her a pass throughout the whole thing. Same with Sarah Burgess is a loser, like she literally like sexually harasses this guy
0: in the Is it Noah Centineo? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yes. And, like,
1: we're, like, supposed to think it's, like, this cute moment because she's, like, the nerd getting her kiss with this guy who has no idea that he's kissing her. And it's, is like, it not- no, this is not, <laughs> this is not cool. And, like, in this movie, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's, like, she's, she's doing these things and, like, acting this way with high school boys And this guy who's supposed to be her teacher.
0: I feel like the movie should have ended with her and Gus getting fired. Yeah. Like, when she reveals her cover and then, you know, the other news story, the newspaper scoops it and publishes it. I feel like that should have been the end. So, I think since
1: the title is Never Been Kissed, I feel like a better concept would have been she didn't go there to be a student she went there as like a teacher like an undercover teacher um and she wasn't like this just you know caricature of a nerd she just was like a normal like geeky person who literally had never been kissed and was anxious about you know that you know her love life right he has this other teacher that she's interacting with as she's learning about the students and blah 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 and like they are able to actually build a relationship together as, you know, adults and not have this weird gross power dynamic on top of their relationship that makes us as the audience feel so uncomfortable.
0: And David Arquette was never a part of it.
1: Yeah, and so the then character is completely erased. When she does get kissed it feels earned and it feels like you know, not gross. But For some reason, they (laughs) decided that she needed to be a student, and, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. This movie.
0: Do you have any fun senior prom stories that would relate to, or junior prom? Because we went to junior prom together. I I remember
1: at our junior prom, um, this girl had been, like, trying to get Justin Bieber to, like, go to prom with her for months. And he didn't end up going to prom with her, but at our junior prom... He sent, like, a video of himself being like, hey, sorry you couldn't come to your prom, but, like, pack your bags because I'm kidnapping you to come to L.A. to, like, go to this award ceremony with me. And that was, like, pretty much our entire junior prom. And, and I know you and I were like, whatever. <laughs> we're going to dance to One Direction over here. Um, <laughs> my senior prom,
0: uh, it was uneventful. It was kind of lame. No speech, no grand reveal that one of the students was actually an undercover 25-year-old reporter. Yeah, there was recorder. no
1: flying... Oh, Okay, wait. Hold on. Back it up. I oh. have some questions about how fucking insane these, the student body is about the, the prom theme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, both times there's an announcement about the prom theme, they go apeshit. And it's, like, (laughs) they're not even good themes. This theme is the Millennium!
0: And people freak out. And I'm, like, that's so lame. Also, like, the fact that they're, like, we have to pick, like, the best concept compared to all the other schools in the county. I'm, like, it's 1999. Everyone's going to be picking the Millennium. Like, (laughs) Y2K is coming, (laughs) y'all. It's 1999. Prince hasn't released his song yet, or he has, or something like that. I don't know. It just felt so, like, just a pause in the film, and then everyone went
1: apeshit. Like, they legit freaked out, and I was like, whoa! Um, And then when they said, oh no, they all took the Millennium theme, and they, like,
0: break down, and like, fucking chaos um, ensues. (laughs) But I loved the the character Guy. He was fucking funny he was like wait Josie and that's all he says they're like that's it and then everybody's like yeah she's like right there uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like acting like they're all idiots he's like thank you yeah
1: and it's like what,
0: what are you trying to say guy you should have said
1: your your full thought there guy right <laughs> what was the, the like meathead guy's name Do you, do you know what his name was the blonde one yeah I love like When the teacher, I just, I think this was my favorite part of the whole movie, was when the the teacher asked him, was like, okay, so, like, when you put your football uniform on and you go on the field, like, what do you do? And he's sitting there quietly, and then he goes, kick the math! Like, (laughs) so
0: aggressively. I was like, oh. Oh. He was hype about football, man. Kick the math! That's all those jocks are about, is football bitches.
1: Well, I think my second favorite part was when they were putting the, or she was, like, talking about the um, penguins while they're putting the condoms on the bananas, and the teacher (laughs) walks over and it, like,
0: slaps him in the face with the loudest (laughs) slapping noise ever. It was so great. She's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and, like, his face is like, don't worry, I'll masturbate to that imagery later, like. (laughs)
1: I mean, let me just find that condom on the floor.
0: That is it home definitely with me. going in my spank bag for the next <laughs> Thank you, Josie. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> so gross. Also, were, like, high schoolers allowed in bars, like, regularly back in
0: 1999? Pre <laughs> 9-11. Um, I don't know. I wasn't sure what was going on there. I was like,
1: because um, I don't know, it was
0: just like a an
1: actual bar. Yeah, know, it
0: like it, yeah, it was
1: definitely an adult. Yeah, it was definitely
0: grown adults. Like it wasn't one of those like, you know, sixteen to like twenty clubs that you find like weird kids in. But yeah, it was a full blown bar, and somehow they just let in eighteen or seventeen year olds. I was like,
1: all right. Um, I don't know. I, I had. I think that was another thing that bothered me about this movie. Like, there were so many just settings that didn't quite make sense or like weren't necessary Mm -hmm. like what did we gain from that bar scene other than Uh, we found out
0: yeah he had a girlfriend that was it
1: and that she has a really good time when she's
0: high i didn't like the the coordinated dance that the three girls did no like they were like like, their little hands are <laughs> just going back and forth like this all time. Like, they're doing, like, this little crab dance. Yeah. Like, shaking their hips, and they're, like, staring at these three dudes. I don't know if they were also high school students, which was a little concerning. Because mm-hmm. they're, like, doing like, coordinated, like, Destiny's Child, like, Jig, and, like, these three dudes are just, like, watching them do it. They're... It's not a strip club. Like, other things are going on. These three girls are just, like, shimmying. And, you know, I don't know. These... Uh, I, yeah. These other either teenage or adult men, were just staring at him. It was weird. Who thought that was a good idea? Who was like, you know what we need the popular girls to be doing right now? A Destiny's Child dance routine.
1: I have no answers for this movie. I have no- Yeah, as,
0: as we talk about it, I just have more questions.
1: <laughs> I can see why you'd want me to watch this movie, because
0: it's infuriating.
1: Full disclosure, I cried after the first time I watched it because I was so upset. I was no, like, No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: no. I'm sorry, but I'm also not. Like, oh, no,
1: it's bizarre. fine. I deserved it. I was like, I shouldn't be this upset, <laughs> but I am. Oh. Uh, Brian was like, why are you why are you crying? Because he didn't watch <laughs> it with me. I was just like in a really bad mood after after watching this. And he was like
0: you're right. Yeah, you sent me a Snapchat. You were like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, our friendship's over.
1: End of podcast. No, it's fine. It's fine.
0: Do you have only- like a favorite rom-com? Do I have a favorite rom-com? I'm not super into rom-coms. Like, I think the funniest one I ever saw was The Proposal with I love Sandra that movie. Bullock. I love yeah, that movie. Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds that one's probably my favorite I could watch that one I used to have it
1: on my little my little iPod um it was my only movie that I had on my on my iPod I watched oh, nice. it over and over and over again because it was the only one I had so I I love that movie
0: yeah I haven't seen any I mean I've I've seen plenty of rom-coms oh the other one that I watched recently that I liked was um um palm springs yeah yeah with um I about about that one That's a, it's on a good same. one sorry i stole your thunder <laughs> we're on the same wavelength i guess
1: no that one's really good because it's not strict it doesn't really follow the um i mean it does it follows the the kind of formula yeah the the typical rom-com formula but it like mixes it up
0: a little bit to make it more interesting Um, Yeah, and also it's, like, the intrigue of, like, being stuck in a time loop and stuff like that. (laughs) We're gonna, (laughs) Never Been Kissed ends our review of Palm Springs Begins. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a good movie, but, yeah, yeah. again, not a big rom-com gal unless, I don't know, unless, like, big names are in it, and I'm like, oh, like, oh, this is a movie with, you know, Matthew McConaughey, which is exclusively his genre, is rom-coms. Um, Not
1: anymore. Now he's, like, I have to be the, you know, grumpy cop guy or, like, grumpy football coach.
0: For a stint, though, he was just, like, the rom-com heartthrob.
1: What, why do you think this one, like, doesn't quite land as a rom-com? I mean, we we just went through a whole litany
0: of things that we hated about. Yeah.
1: But, like, specifically, like, why do you think it doesn't
0: really land the rom-com game, I guess. I just don't think the premise in general was conducive to a successful rom-com. Mm-hmm. Like, they forced it. Yeah. They're like, oh, what an interesting concept. Like, a, uh, and a, a nerdy girl, nerdy woman, goes back to high school and she becomes popular. I'm like... Granted, Mean Girls hasn't been made yet, but this, like, screamed Mean Girls to me, where she, at first, was friends with the nerds, and then she gets popular and is friends with the uh, um, popular girls, and there's three of them somehow more scandalous than Mean Girls. Uh, mean Girls is a great <clears throat> movie. But I think, I think it was just, like, just a bad premise in general.
1: I mean, Heathers was before this movie. Um, and, like, I think a lot of the, the kind of mean girl inspiration comes from that. True. And I don't think Heathers is the first movie to have that kind of trope either. The like nerdy girl trying to become it, like, in with the popular crowd. Mm-hmm. And but then- Heathers isn't a
0: rom-com. Heathers is like just like a teen yeah, like yeah. weird ass like movie. I think, I think they tried to turn like the Heathers, the mean girls like yeah. idea high school like you know, concept into a rom-com. And I'm like, and they knew they couldn't make her fall in love with a student, (laughs) but they knew that if she fell in love with a teacher, it'd be weird. So they're like, what do we do with this? We still, for some fucking reason, want to make this romantic comedy. And they're like, I know, let's make her have super high, like, romantic standards. And she's never, like, really been kissed she's never been kissed by her husband yet she has she hasn't met her prince charming at 25 a career woman or whatever um so let's let's do that and work with it and like have this like coming of age even though she's 25 like movie yeah but also like hint at romance but not until the very end when everything is cleared up and we know it's legal or I think it was just, just like, a like, terrible concept. a
1: reporter and, like, actually been a student. You know?
0: And will mm. not
1: end up with the teacher, but end up with, like, some normal... Like, a, just another student. So it yeah. is, like, an actual coming-of-age rom-com story instead of this, like, weird convoluted mess that it is. <clears throat> you know?
0: Oh, no, then that kind of, like, crosses into, like, big territory. Like, Tom That's Hanks big, where he... He wishes he was an adult, and then he has like an affair. With well, no, a woman. I'm saying
1: like in in this movie, in the movie I have in my head, where she isn't an, isn't a reporter and she's like an actual student. She has that like weird power fantasy about the teacher, mm-hmm. but that doesn't go anywhere because it's inappropriate, and therefore there's more room for her to actually fall in love with a student where it's appropriate, and we feel like that's like a more satisfying ending than being caught between two, like, really
0: inappropriate scenarios, you know? Yeah. I don't know. The only, I just think, in general, it was still, like, a fishy concept to have as, like, a rom-com. Like, coming-of-age story? Sure. Like, maybe, maybe she is a student, and she enrolls, or, like, she Joins like the local like school newspaper, and she like wants to get the scoop on like the popular kids, and that's yeah, how it happens, yeah, yeah. or exactly. something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just I don't know, it just didn't work. Like they they forced it. It was like it basically came out like shit, which is what happens when you try and force it. <laughs> um, again, oh, one more alternate ending that would have been great is if like one of the newspapers news reporters that had showed up to like the baseball stadium had actually like blown the story wide open where she was like hey like this is kind of a scandal where two adult siblings enrolled in a high school and you know just got ran amok <laughs> yeah yeah that would have been
1: interesting there was like another undercover student there <laughs>
0: She's like, I'm the one that did it right and didn't want to fuck a teacher.
1: (laughs) I did my job correctly. Um, uh, Okay, so the rom part of the rom-com didn't quite land. What about the comedy part of the the
0: rom-com? There was like two or three moments where I was like, "Huh," and that was it. I think the one part I laughed where I shouldn't have was when... The, when she's at lunch and Guy first introduces himself to her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, ha, you are Guy, ha, Guy, that rhymes, Guy, Shy, Guy, Fly, whatever. She's like making, she's just rambling. And he goes, are you in special ed? <laughs> like, I laugh and I was like, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at something. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like, like, I don't, you know, it's horrible. I don't blame him for
1: having that response, but, like, you're not supposed to say that out loud, but
0: yeah, uh. I was like, ha! <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there there was very few moments where I was like, ha ha. Like, good one. Drew Barrymore. Like she plays a very good, like nerdy, like awkward character. Mm. But again, just the whole thing did not land. Like it just no. fucking crashed. Yeah. I mean, unless you have any other thoughts, I mean, it's kind of like Twilight. We could continue to talk about this for <laughs> hours, just picking it apart, but- I mean, do have you have anything like- that you liked? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, nothing, I took nothing away from this movie except for why the fuck was it made? Yeah. What about you? I, nope. Yeah. Yeah. This was just
1: a flop. I promise I don't get that angry after watching movies like normally. Um, I think you just you just hit me with a good one. Uh,
0: I struck a chord. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh... I was like racking my brain for a movie that you hadn't seen, that I had seen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how, that was the first one that came to mind. So I was like, we might as well just get this one out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and deal with it as it is. And then you know, upward trajectory. We shall move forward in a more positive manner. Yes. But, I mean, if you don't have any other positive or negative or neutral things to say, I think this is probably a good point to wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Sounds good. Thanks for making me watch it. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, you actually benefited from this.
1: Yeah. I'll figure out how some other point, but. I want
0: a dissertation on how this movie has positively impacted your life. Okay. All right, gang. Well, thanks for listening, and see you next time we decide to review a movie one of us hasn't watched. Yep. See ya. Bye. Bye.